So if you would take your Bibles this morning and turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. A few things. If you haven't got your prayer guide, by the way, there, we've got the prayer guides for state missions back there in the back. Uh, also back there are the, the prayer guides for our schools. I know the dates won't be right, but you can start right now praying for our schools and pray this next six weeks for them. Um, also, uh, CIA is back there and, and those uh, deals. And there's a calendar back there for September. So if you haven't gotten those, uh, be sure and pick one up. Keep you kind of informed about what's going on. Man, we had a great group at CIA this last week. 32 kids, and we probably had six or eight um, uh, teachers. So we fed probably 40, 42. It's fantastic. And the school has done a great job getting the home ec building ready and that front room ready and set up for us. So it's, it's a really, really good place to have CIA. But what an opportunity we've got to share Jesus with these, these young people. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited this year to see what, what God's going to do in, in, in all of that. We've got a great group coming on Wednesday nights. There's probably 25, 26 high schoolers and uh, 14, 15 junior high. And so there's, we had 100 again this last, 100 plus this last uh, week again. So those kids are coming. And so we'll just, uh, just pray that we're able to share Jesus with those, with those kiddos. All right, we're in the book of Galatians. All week I have been praying about, and actually for the last two weeks been praying about, uh, it's about that time to put wheat in the ground. Didn't know if we were going to get any rain in the, in the month of September, but, uh, you know, we, we wait for that. And, 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 and I know you guys are anxious to, to get out and get in the fields again and get that, get that wheat planted coming up and I thought about this passage of scripture and I thought about basically all that I'm going to be talking about this week about how how you guys have been so faithful last year we didn't hardly have any cotton crop this year the cotton crop is not as well and and wheat didn't go well this year and so on and so forth had some good hay last year we praise the Lord for that by the way it's raining all the way down to Gatesville we, we were in rain all the way to Gatesville that's a great praise that, that finally the state of Texas seems like it's getting a little bit more rain But how faithful, no matter if you're going to have a crop, you always hope. You always hope. You always plant those seeds. You're always out there again and, 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 and running those drills and planting those seeds again. Why? Because it's what you're supposed to do as a farmer. It's who you are. So I want us to look at this little passage of Scripture in, in Galatians chapter 6, starting with verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. I want us to think about those, those two little words in there, mocked and deceived, uh, in relation to God. So many times we, we're deceived by all kinds of things. Well, just like this, we've kind of been deceived by, by not knowing if it's going to rain or not. Boy, in September, you, you, you watch that forecast all the time, and everything I've seen is going to be dry, dry, dry September. All of a sudden, we've got rain. We can base our lives on that. And sometimes we're deceived about all kinds of things, even people. You know, sometimes you, you, you think, man, this guy, this guy's a really, really, really good guy, and he's running the front all the time. You're deceived by that. In fact, we just read last week how Satan himself deceives us in everything he does. He is a deceitful person. 
Don't be deceived by thinking that God is not all-powerful, by the way. He's still all-powerful. The same God that we hear about this time, well, who is he? Where is he at? Is he going to show up? Is God even real? That's, that's for those people who are narrow-minded and, and weak-minded is, is that God thing and all that religion stuff we do. Don't be deceived by that. The same God that was the God of the Bible is the same God that's the God right now. He's just as powerful, just as planning, just as got everything in your life planned out as he always had. The same God. God can't be mocked. If you go back and, and look at all the things that Jesus said to us, there's really two commandments that, that overtake everything else. One is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, period. Second's likened to it to love your neighbors yourself. And Jesus said, as you go, therefore, make disciples. That's, that's how we share the love of Christ. One way, anyway, we share the love of Christ with people is we, as we go out from this place, we share Jesus with people. Now, we do that in all kinds of different ways. Sometimes we feed kids on Wednesdays. Sometimes... Sometimes we live life in front of people so that they see what Jesus is supposed to look like. Sometimes we get to open our mouths and talk about Jesus to other people. We're always planting those seeds. We're always thinking about that. I, I keep thinking about how we've mocked God in, in our times, either by saying that there is no God, or we've gotten so complacent in everything we do that we've quit sharing Jesus with people. Barna, who does all these polls, by the way, has said that the Christian world and the outside world, non-Christian world, look the same. We have the same divorce rate. We have the same amount of people going to jail. We have the same amount of people doing this and the same amount of people doing that that call themselves Christians. Wow, that is a mock of the God that we love. God expects us to live according to his plan. God expects us to live with him being number one in our lives. So these words are important. Don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. What a man reaps, he also sows. A man reaps what he sows. Well, that's pretty much true anyway. I think we, we reap a lot of careless weeds here sometimes, and not as much cotton, but what you reap most of the time is what you sow. God puts that, puts that seed in the ground and he makes it grow. It goes on to say this, the one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction, and the one who sows to please spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Man, there's got, I just, there was hundreds maybe, of, of examples that I thought about. One of those, and she's not here today, I was hoping Teddy would be here, one of the ways that we do that, what she's sowing with those kids. I mean, last year we had 22 kids and thought we were doing really good, and, and Teddy has been really talking that up with those kids, man, you know, to get over to CIA and to get here and to get there, especially when we're having something there, really talking that up. Last week we had 36, this week we had 32, and the only reason we didn't have 36 is because the... Uh, one of the track teams was gone. She's sowing seeds. Sowing seeds. It's that easy. Just talking it up to those kids to, hey, go. Go to CIA. 
Go over and see what's going on. Y'all need to go. So and see. Been a lot of those times in my life when, when I've sowed seeds and, and, and got to see the harvest. One of the funny ones in Stonewall County to me, and y'all all know David Hoy, so I'm not going to, I love David Hoy, was named after him, so on and so forth back in the day. But David Hoy, I didn't lead him to Christ. You did. It wasn't David Diggs. I, everybody's, oh, you led David Hoy to Christ. No, I didn't. You guys led David Hoy to Christ. How did you do that? You planted seeds all of his life. I, when I came here, and, and David Hoy was here, I, I hadn't been at, at Swenson in, for, I don't know, just a few weeks, and David Hoy showed up one Sunday morning. I was like, all right, David Hoy is here. I've known his family. I've known his parents. I've known all he comes from, and I thought he was saved. I thought he knew Jesus Christ. I mean, the man's a good guy. He's a county commissioner, so on and so forth. He's done good his whole life. I would have never shared the gospel with him, ever. And David Hoy sat back there on the back seat, and I said, David Hoy, it's good to see you this Sunday morning. And he goes, well, you hadn't come to see me yet. And when I went to his house to see him, he said, I have no idea why that came out of my mouth because I never, ever, ever wanted this preacher come to my house. And so I, I went to his house and sat down with him, and I said, uh, he said, before you start, I don't want you to share nothing about how to be saved. Everybody in this part of the world shares with me how to know Jesus Christ. Your dad and Daryl Lawrence have beat me up the head, side the head with that for so long. I'm sick of hearing it. So I said, so Dave, you know how to come to know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? He said, yep. And I said, well, you'll never hear me say another word about it. The next time that you, we say anything about that, you'll come talk to me. And that's all I said. Because Holy Spirit was eating his lungs. And it's not because of what David Diggs did. It's because of the, the seeds that were planted in his life. And I praise God that he came to know Jesus. I praise God that he, he came to know him and, and now he's with the Lord. There are so many others. We got to go to, to Gatesville this week. And, and I was, I'm going to tell you, I was scared to death of Gatesville. This is the place that I left in the ministry that I never wanted to go back to again. In fact, when I left there, I forgave. And then I asked God to let me forget, and he did. And that's scary because there's four years of my life I do not remember. I don't remember people. I don't remember names. I don't remember anything. And so going back there, I was worried. But you know what God did? He, he brought, I mean, there was 50 or 60, 70 people. And God was, all of a sudden, God went, boom, here's their name. I could see their face, knew their name. It was awesome. But there was about three or four people out of those that came to me and said, David, did you know God used you to save our marriage? Did you know God used you when you were here to do this? That made it all worthwhile. That made it all worthwhile. Not very often do I get to see the harvest. Not very often. But we can plant seeds everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. I found Texas sometimes is a pretty dry ground. It was funny when I went to Russia. We had we had really two tools that we used. Well, three tools. We had great interpreter. We had a great interpreter. She interpreted for the UN. Woo, great interpreter. She could. She told me one time, "You just preach and tell a joke if you want to. I'll interpret it, and they'll laugh." Well, it scared me because I didn't know what she was going to tell the joke. You know, I had no earthly idea what she was going to say. So, I had taken that out of my vocabulary already. 
she was a great she was a great interpreter and did a great job. The second way we had this little phonograph. It was just a piece of cardboard that that made like a tent with a needle on it, and we had this this recording of a testimony about Jesus. And you just sat down someplace and you take a pen and you start doing this, and it 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 makes it's got enough sound you could probably pump this room with it, but people could hear the testimony about who Jesus was in their own language. And people would come. People would come and, and sit down and hear that. And they would listen. And then we had tracks. We had all kinds of tracks. You know, if in the United States you hand somebody a track, they usually look at it and go, ah, that's good. Not in Russia, man. They look and read every word of that track that you've given them. And then if they want it, they'll come back to you. And that happened over and over again. Hey, I want what's in this track. Wow. Planting seeds, planting seeds, and sometimes seeing the harvest. One young man that, uh, his name is Corey, and Corey contacted me on Facebook not too long ago. I hadn't seen him in years and years. That's back when I was a youth minister. And he said to me, you remember the day that I came to your house and Corey was sitting on this, on the porch and you know, he's a teenager, so, wow, he was bummed out about something. And I sat down and started talking with Corey, and Corey became one of my favorite kiddos. He was a, uh, one of those one of the good, good kids. And he said, you know, that day I was contemplating on whether to kill myself or not. And now he's a music minister in the church. Planting a seed. I, I, didn't, I didn't even share Jesus with him that day, I don't think. I mean, I did down the road, but. I just sat down and listened to him for a few minutes. Planting a seed. You know that when you plant a seed, it doesn't come back void with the Lord. It comes to fruition. He, the Holy Spirit of God, takes that seed and makes it sprout just like he does in the field. Sometimes it's watering. Sometimes it's planting. Sometimes it's just watching after it a little bit. Going and looking for it. And that seed starts to grow. The seed of the gospel, the seed of the good news in people. And when we sow, and I hope we don't sow sparingly, when we sow, we need to expect that there's going to be a harvest one day. We may not get to see it. I've got a friend of mine that um, for 17 years, Sheila and I shared the gospel. He was agnostic at least. I don't think he was, he, no, I'd just say agnostic. Anyway, he would read the Bible and go argue with Sheila just because he liked to argue. You know, that, I don't argue with the Bible, so him and Sheila sit down and argue all the time, though. 17 years I prayed for him. I shared the gospel with him. I sat down and showed him, the, and, and there was a Church of Christ preacher. He decided he wanted to argue with him, and, and the Church of Christ preacher said, Nope, I am not arguing with you. Here's the Bible on cassette. If you want to read it, listen to it, listen to it. So going down the road, he'd plug in those cassettes. And one day... Holy Spirit got a hold of him and boom, got saved. Guess what? He is pastor of Birdwell Lane Church of Christ at this very moment. It comes to fruition. What we sow comes back. What we sow when we put those seeds in the ground, when we, when we put those good news seeds of the gospel in people, whether it's living in front of them or talking to them, when we put that in, it does not come back void.
the Holy Spirit uses that in mighty and powerful ways. Oh, how we need to, we need to realize that. It's, it's not about just sowing either to me. It's about sowing in abundance everywhere we go. In everything we do, people need to see Jesus. Our world desperately needs Jesus Christ right now. We have so many things. Everybody's being deceived by this and deceived by that. And we've got the truth. And everybody needs to hear the truth of Jesus Christ. Wow. What an opportunity we have. What an opportunity. It goes on to say this. Let us not become weary of doing good. <laughs> it was funny yesterday. You know, we went to Gatesville, got back from Gatesville on Friday night. I was pretty weary yesterday morning. I no more had read that little passage of scripture than I get a call from Gary Myers that said, Mr. Bass is going back to Abilene. And I picked up the phone and said, Sheila, get in the car. We've got to go to Abilene. We've got to go do it again. Don't allow yourself to get weary. The Holy Spirit will always give you the strength you need. Always. He will lift you up and empower you. We go back to that passage of Scripture in Acts 1.8 that says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And because of that, then you're going to be witnesses to me in, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. But that power that it talks about there is not just a one time and it's over. It's a dynamo inside of us. The, the word that's used there is a never-ending, never-ever-supplied power. It is a dynamo that never stops. And that Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Savior and Lord, never stops working. And He'll renew you every time. Every time. We've got to rely on that. Don't grow weary. Sometimes it's easy to grow weary in doing good. But I'm going to tell you, we can't let ourselves do that. We've got to go back to that well, to that place of Holy Spirit. We can't go back ourselves and say, okay, let me pull up my bootstraps. Let's do it again. That's the wrong place. We've got to go back and fall on our knees before God and say, God, you know that I'm weary of soul and I'm weary of heart, but today I need you to give me strength, to empower me once again. Help me to be that witness I need to be. Help me to be able to plant those seeds I need to plant. I've never had God fail me, ever. Today is the day that he wants to help you also. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Whew. A lot easier to give up, by the way. I feel like some of our churches have. But we can't. We can't afford that luxury. We cannot allow ourselves to give up. We've got to keep planting for another year. We've got to keep hoping. We've got to keep putting those seeds in the ground. God's the one who's going to bring the water. God's the one who's going to bring the, the fruition. God's the one who's going to make it sprout. Our job is to sow. Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. I'm convinced. 
right now with CIA, we're investing in the lives of young people. Not just with food. I mean, we, we do a good job of food, guys. But with the good news of Jesus. Planting seeds in those young lives. Planting seeds in those teachers' lives. Sometimes they get kind of weary, too. Almost the six weeks is up. First six weeks is, is, is behind them. But we need to encourage them. We need to plant those seeds. We need to help them along the road. I know that in this, class, in this, in this room, I look around and go, wow, I don't see a single person here that I don't know is doing everything it says in that passage of Scripture. But this morning, be encouraged. Be encouraged. We look around, and the pews are about empty. Guess what? It's not up to us. God's going to bring the increase. We need to be faithful in sowing. Before long, the harvest will come. Harvest will come. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for who you are. God, help us to be faithful. Not just on Sunday mornings and not just with, with our words, but God, also with our actions. God, may you strengthen us. May you empower us once again from the oldest to the youngest. May you fill us with your power and your strength that we might be able to go out and plant the field again. That we might go out to that person who we've told over and over and over again that you might lead us to them. And Holy Spirit, you might do a powerful work in their lives when we share the good news with them again. Father, may we go to that person who's never heard before. May we have boldness to share, to plant the seed of the gospel inside of them. God, you might make it sprout and come to harvest. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sheila's going to come play a hymn of invitation. Right now, I just ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you to think about in this moment, A, first thing, am I sowing seeds? Have I become weary in doing good? If so, right now, I ask the Lord of the harvest that he might fill you with his presence and his power. Then I want you to think about the people that you know, the people in your circle, the people God is leading you to right now to keep planting those seeds over and over again. Be faithful. Be faithful. As Sheila plays, would you make that commitment today?
Father, we thank you. Thank you that you've given us the privilege, God, to sow again. God, we pray for the rain on our fields and on the fields of people that you've got for us. God, may we, we not see all the work that comes, but may you show us the harvest. Oh, those beautiful white fields, Father. Help us to fix our eyes on the finish line. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Is everybody got Has everybody got a phone?